Hey, I'm Lights Camera Jackson. Welcome to this new episode of the LCJ Q&A Podcast. You can also read these interviews at animationscoop.com. One of this summer's big animated movies is here. It's coming to Netflix. It's Nimona, based on the graphic novels by N.D. Stevenson. Joining me, directors Nick Bruno and Troy Quain. Guys, welcome to the LCJ Q&A. Hey, What's up? Jackson? How's it going? Thanks for having us. Hey, everybody. Oh, welcome. I really enjoyed the movie. And I can't wait for people to see it. And I think for animation fans who have been reading about this for years, who knew it was at Blue Sky, and now it's at Netflix, they're like, yes, finally, it's here. When that day came, when you knew this movie was saved, how did you feel? I mean, that day is <laughs> yeah. like today. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Talking to you right now. Uh, no, <laughs> honest to God, you know, we've had such a, a tremendous backing from so many people, you know, just constantly blowing wind into our sails. And I think it's because of what this movie is about, right? It's about acceptance. It's about a love letter to all those who've ever felt different or misunderstood. It's something that's universal, uh, but it's something that we all think is very, very important. And uh, that's ultimately what's kept it alive. So never had any doubt, although sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. Well, it's here and I'm thrilled that it is. And I'm thrilled when listening to the voice performance from Chloe Grace Moretz as Nimona, this punk rock girl who's got such a spunk to her and the pink hair and the vibe and the feel. Troy, in working with her in developing this character, the complexities of that voice performance to me seemed very challenging and she really pulled it off. Oh, absolutely. I mean, can't say enough about Chloe. She is a ball of insane energy and she brought it every single time we were in a booth together. I mean, we would challenge her with say it faster, say it crazy, you know, go, 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 go. And, and you're okay. Now you're a gorilla. How would a gorilla say that? And she was always willing to play and have fun. And, and that's a hard thing to do. I mean, people don't realize you're sitting in a voice booth by yourself, nothing else around you. And you're building this world and you're building a character who is now a, you know, seven ton whale and now you're a mouse you know and and, and find all that entertainment in there but even bigger i think more than that i mean you, as you start to unpeel the layers of nimona you start to really realize that a lot of that that disruptive and that big comedy and that that energy is a cover for for some some serious sort of wounds some emotional um truth that she uses to hide chloe was so masterful at weaving in between big sort of performances and then just suddenly just dropping into a moment of sincerity and, and then realizing where she was and then covering again. And uh, it was such a deft performance. And uh, like I said, so much fun. And she gave us so much trust and it helped bring this character to life in ways we couldn't have imagined. That's so good. And you mentioned turning into all these animals. It's amazing that I got a cookie as well of, of Nimona as a whale. Into a cookie. We didn't get cookies. Um, you gotta get the cookies. You gotta get them. Uh, Nick. Transforming her into all of these animals visually. How did you want to approach that? Because it's moments that are so fun and that kids and adults are going to go, wow, these, these right. look so cool. For me, one of my favorite films as a kid was Sword in the Stone. And it really was this affirmational journey of this kid. He's turning into a squirrel. He's turning into a fish. Um, but it was just cute. It was fun. But what I love about this is... Uh, Nimona's shapeshift is as fluid as her mind is, mm. right? It's how she feels, what she turns into. When she wants to feel big and strong and immovable, she turns into this giant gorilla, right? Uh, when she wants to be silly and have fun, uh, she could turn into this goofy little otter. It That really is however she feels, and it's always fun. And I feel like all of us in our journey in life have, have done our own shapeshift sometimes to be 
to find acceptance in the world that we're, we're in. But what I love about Nimona is she knows who she is. Uh, she's just going to be who she is what, in the way that she feels it in that moment. Yeah, and we really stress with the animators that her shape-shifting isn't a magic that happens to her. It is part of who she is. It's, it, it's intrinsic to the DNA of, of the character. So all those transformations aren't sort of external things. They're very much driven internally. Uh, and it just makes it that much more fun. Right. I think one of our writers, uh, Pam Ribbon, described it in the movie as it's that feeling just before you sneeze. And I love that. It's just something you just have to do. Uh, do. Yeah, that's right. And and Troy uh, Ballister is the character who Nimona teams up with, Noon Knight. Uh, quite a situation where he gets himself into, framed for murder, essentially, and voiced by Riz Ahmed, who... Oh, wow. He was so good in Sound of Metal. And I could also tell that he put a lot of effort into this character. Oh, my. Yeah, Riz, I cannot say enough about him. I mean, he is a phenomenal actor. Uh, uh, he worked so hard to perfect the role and to bring life to it. Funny, so funny, funnier than anybody realizes. But really, the key for us in casting Riz is, and casting everybody really, is a connection to who that character is. And Ballister is a character who is you know, suffering the judgments of, of a society that's built up in class systems, right? And, you know, we'd seen early on a, an amazing speech that was done to the British Parliament, the idea of, you know, um, diversity and representation in media and how important that is. And it, it's something he brings to the acting choices he makes, the producerial choices he makes, and the music you know, that he makes, this idea of understanding of being part of a kingdom, being part of a society, but still being judged outside of it even, even still. So the idea of the, the shapeshift that Ballister does which is ironic because Nimona is obviously this, this incredible shapeshifter, but Ballister himself is shapeshifting who he is, trying to fit in, trying to be accepted. And that was something Riz just connected to at such a, a, an incredible level when we were talking about the character with him. And he really just helped bring him to life. That's great. And Nick, uh, there's this new perspective you guys bring in on what it means to be a sidekick. Can you expand on that a little bit? Because for, for people who are used to seeing buddy movies, uh, it's interesting some of the thoughts you bring up. Oh, well, that's that's great. Um, uh, you know, what I love in this movie is Nimona says she wants to be a sidekick, but she's driving. Yeah. She's driving the car there. I mean, she really is this elemental creature who can do anything, be anything like if she really wanted to, she can stomp the whole kingdom. But she doesn't. Right. Because uh, she wants a friend. She wants acceptance and she wants to live in a world where we all see each other for who they truly are. But it's very nice that she says sidekick. Yes, yes. When we get to the third act, and I'm certainly not going to spoil anything, but you present this theme of life is worth living in really honest and touching ways. As you come into this and approach this, because it's a movie the whole family is going to experience, when you bring up this very serious subject, how did you want to tackle this? Um, with great care, with great um, honesty, because I think... It is, a, it is a really important conversation and, and thing to experience. These are, these are real experiences that, that you know, people around us may have. Um, it was the idea of being feeling so lost and so um, unseen that it takes you to places that are really hard to climb out of. And, and, and it really does sometimes just take one person for, to understand, to, to see and allow you to be who you are. I mean, we're all, we said earlier, we're, we're all messy. We all are, you know, there's no script for life. You know, there's things we feel there's, there's, we can be angry and, and rage filled and frustrated, but that doesn't mean we're not 
kind, compassionate, caring people. We have all of these sort of colliding things that are, exist in all of us. And it's that ability to see that and, and look past that and see the person beyond that, that is there. And, and we just really took great care to be honest about that yeah. and, and truthful. Just, just to add to that, everything we do in this movie, we try to do in the most authentic way. You know, we're, we're just two fellas up here, but we're representing a giant crew who have poured their hearts into this movie or shared their personal stories. Yeah. And uh, we use those and we put those into the film, but it's at the hands of a, a mischievous Mary Poppins character who will... <laughs> find a way to, uh, you know, use some sugar to help the medicine go down where we deal with some really tough themes, uh, but we do it in a fun way. That's not hitting you over the head. It's exciting, but it still allows you to be authentic. Absolutely. 60 years after one of my favorite movies, Mary Poppins, we get Nimona. It's one of the big summer movies on Netflix. I think it's going to be a big hit for everyone. Nick Bruno, Troy Quayne, thank you for your time today for being here on the LCJ Q&A. Thanks, Jackson. Thanks. See you later. Bye. Thanks. I'm Lights Camera Jackson. Thank you for listening to this episode of the LCJ Q&A Podcast. <laughs>